0: This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.sc Due to copyright, the music is shortened.
1: You're listening to Sport On, your weekly fix of everything sporty with me, Sachin, Me, Declan. And me, Eden. Let's
2: play
0: ball! Whistle!
2: This week, guys, we uh, have recorded a Fantastic interview, uh with Jorn Pedersen, the chairman of Englana uh fan club of EFK Yotobori. What a great interview that was. Oh, I remember fantastic interview.
0: Great guy. Great, great. interview.
2: I think he was such It's probably one of the most passionate um fan I've talked to in a very long time. Yeah. I know you two are like massive football fan, um mm-hmm. but I don't think we come as close as him in terms of being passionate for, for our own respective clubs.
1: I wouldn't know. <laughs> I think if... <laughs> I think he's probably
0: invested more than I than I have for sure, In more of his time and stuff. You know, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a member of the Man United Supporters Trust or anything like that. So uh, he's probably beating me there. And if you're yeah. not a member of the Arsenal Supporter
1: Trust. I right. am a red level member. I'm not sure if that's the same thing. <laughs> it's no, there's some three <laughs> tiers of like membership, but yeah, man, I actually really admired his sort of you know passion for the club, for the sport as well, and some of the stories he
2: shared. Do you guys remember? They were hilarious. Mm. What a what a yeah, fantastic interview. I really hope uh, you're gonna learn a lot about Efko Koyotabori and really hope you're gonna learn about um, as well what he is to be a fan of uh, this club that he cherishes in his heart. Jon, thank you very much uh, for your time. Um, so, uh, football is going back Sunday at one30 so it's going to be EF Yotobori playing against EF Elfshbori. How do you feel about uh, having football starting back after such a long time?
3: Well, I'm sort of split emotionally, like there's part of me that thinks about the fact that this is a startup of the league that's happening for purely financial reasons. It's uh, something that's uh, starting up just because we need our football clubs to survive economically and and, uh, not because... Uh, uh, the fans can return to the stands. And that's where I want us to be. I want football to be for the fans and for the supporters and for a live crowd, not for TV rights money. So that's the ideological part of it, where I'm sort of suspicious of the startup. But there's also the pragmatic part where it's like, well, this is what IFK need to do just to survive as a club. And this is where we're at now in terms of football. And also, you know, I just... I want to see the boys, I want to see the team play, I want to see the, the blue white colors, and that's something that I've been longing for since October last year when we played our last game last season. So so yeah, looking forward to it, it will be super weird uh, not to be in the stands, which is where I belong when IFK play, but um, at least this will be the start of something and hopefully it will help the club survive. And also it's it's Ellsport at home, they're a West Coast rival of ours and uh, uh, they're a team that we usually beat at home, so um, looking forward to help, hopefully getting a positive result from the game. Even though uh, home field advantage will be a whole different thing now, now that the stands are empty.
0: And how about? Um, so obviously you're saying you can't, you can't go to the to the game. What's the what's the kind of plan then? Uh, otherwise, are you going to go to like a sports bar and watch it, or are you? Has Has the <sighs> fan club got like some kind of socially distanced uh, big screen planned, or uh, what, what's the what's the well, uh, plan?
3: Uh, we've, we've been discussing it. Obviously, what we want to do is we want to take we, we want to demonstrate that uh, uh, supporter organizations can take full responsibility, you know, okay. that we're not going to gather in in, in hordes. Mm. Uh, we, uh, we as much as, as anybody, we want to keep uh, uh, keep the numbers down, uh, keep the pandemic from spreading. Mm. Uh, so we'll be encouraging supporters to uh, exercise responsibility, uh, watch from home. Mm. Uh, if you have any symptoms, uh, keep distance, keep practicing social distancing um, just you know st- stay the course uh, and that will help us get back uh, to the stance um, as soon uh, as soon as we can but we can't do it we, we won't get back unless we all take some responsibility. so that's where we'll be putting our focus I guess is mm. just uh, trying to encourage our members and and uh, the general, uh, ifk supporting public to to uh, exercise responsibility uh, and uh, to avoid uh, large social gatherings mm. uh, obviously you know some pubs will be open but there will be restrictions in place um, as far as how many uh, how many guests will be allowed um, and you know it'll be up to up to the individual uh sports bar owners uh how how they want to uh, how they want to deal with that uh, we've been, we've, we've had some discussions about possibly doing like uh, digital gatherings. Mm. Uh, we haven't mm. really, uh, we haven't really landed that yet. Like us trying to organize like a Zoom watching party or something would probably be, uh, that, that's a little bit above our pay grade. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <if that's... laughs> If if, if if we could work work out something but but obviously you know we've all had to deal with this now for, for several months and um, and it's been something that it's been a lesson I think to to all football fans we're, we're used to being this sort of uh, you know uh, all the places where we have our, our communal gatherings mm. all the places where we uh, where we exercise our um, our support—they've been taken away from us. So yeah. we've had to find sort of new, new ways to to uh, to gather and to uh, uh, express our support for the club. And that that's something that we've done uh, from from England. Uh, uh, we've taken several initiatives that I think have been have been quite successful mm-hmm. um, to to sort of bring people together to help um, not only help ourselves get through this difficult time, but also help the club.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, um but I assume it's going to be a bit um a bit confusing for you, like because you've been saying that you're quite um used to go to the stadium, and that should be the only way to to watch games. How do you feel about like watching it um, for one of the first time in, um, in many years, um, not in the stadium? Is it going to be a bit weird for well, you? or do you feel like something is missing on the on the football weekend? <laughs>
3: Yeah, obviously something's missing. I mean, I think a, a big part of this is just from, uh, if if I can just speak ideolo- uh, ideologically, I, I believe that uh, uh, soccer and football uh, from a European perspective um, uh, has become a sort of, well, it, it's a money-making machine, uh, and 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 the fact that football is starting up again without a crowd, you know, f- f- football to me is 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 nothing without a crowd. The yeah. fact that it's starting is about uh, is about helping uh, the organizations survive economically. So so it's mm-hmm. a purely economic. Uh, it, it's a purely economic perspective. It's a purely economic reason, financial reason, I should say, why mm. we're starting up again, why we're starting uh, the game again. And, and that's something that, I, you know, there, there's a part of me that feels sort of uncomfortable with that, mm. with the fact that we've, we, we've built, we've built up football to the point where uh, these uh, our our clubs are so like that it's unfeasible uh, for them not to play games because they need, they need mm. the TV money. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I, I don't think it should be about TV money. I think it should be, I think football should be about, you know, support your local team and, and, and you go see them in person. And it's for, uh, it, it it's something that's, that's for the people uh, in, in the crowd in the stands and, and not for the, uh, TV money. So so there's a part of me that feels uncomfortable about it. That at the same time, you have to be pragmatic. You have to sort of say to yourself that, you know, th- this is the cost of doing business right now is that we have to get the season started or IFK as a club, as an organization probably won't survive this year. I mean, that's mm. where we're at. It's an existential threat uh it's absolutely an existential threat and and that means that you know the part of me that that thinks a lot about you know financial fair play and and how to build how to build a sustainable football community that part just kind of has to sit back uh right now and just sort of grit its teeth a little bit and hold out Mm. and and um uh obviously where where i want to put my focus is is to um make sure that as soon as possible, we, we can all watch football uh, live again, the way that it's meant to be seen. Yeah. Uh, and the only way I can do that is uh, I've, I, I talked about it a little bit earlier is, is by encouraging people to to uh, take personal responsibility and and um, try and control um, the, the pandemic. Mm. Um, and just on a personal note, I mean, I I'm used to missing games like I'm used to watching games and I work a lot of uh, I've worked a lot of weekends and and, uh, and late nights in my life mm. so so miss missing home games is not weird to me it's it's something that happens what's weird now is that IFK will be playing they will be they will be playing in Gothenburg and I I will be in Gothenburg and I won't be working but I still can't go to to mm. and mm. see them mm. that's going to be weird
0: he shoots he scores. <laughs>
1: Yon, tell us a bit about when you started supporting the club.
3: Uh, well, it's in my blood, really. Uh, my <laughs> grandfather started doing <laughs> <to> games. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a sort of family history thing. Like my grandfather started going to games in in the nineteen thirties, I believe, or forties. He he was a he was he was born in nineteen twenty nine. He 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 just passed this this February, uh, and and he told me that he was going to games when he was uh, he was a kid when 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 the world war was still on. Wow. Uh, and then uh, he took my dad in the in the sixties, and my dad took me in the nineties. Um, and when I, when I came to IFK, when my father started bringing me to games, that was during uh, a golden era for, for the club. Uh, when they were dominance, really, in Swedish football. They had a a, a 15-year period between, like, 1982 and 1997, mm-hmm. uh, where they won, I think, 10 Swedish League titles, two UEFA Cups, mm-hmm. played Champions League football, played European Cup semifinals. And I, w- I was born in 1984. So I was sort of, you know, when I was 8 or 9 or, or 10 years old and my dad started taking me to games, that's when, you know, I don't remember. I, I think I went to, like two seasons without ever seeing them losing a game i remember wow. my first wow. like yeah my, my, my first real palpable sense of disappointment as far as ifk was was when we lost to to uh, bayern munich in the champions league quarterfinals in 1995 <laughs> like it was gutted I was
2: absolutely gutted. Like, Munich, really? That... <laughs> not a bad club not, to lose not... to, is it? It could be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know.
3: I know. But,
2: but, but that's
3: where like that's where my expectation level was at. Was that mm. I I honestly expected us to beat Munich in the quarterfinals of the wow. Champions League? Like that. That's where I put my. And you know, I look at it now, and it's just it's science fiction, right? It's mm. fantasy. <laughs> it, it, it's twenty five years ago, and and it, there's. It's just a world apart. Like even <laughs> even meeting by in Munich now in, in like a friendly would be uh, <laughs> mm. would be something for IFK. So so it's been uh <laughs> it's been a long
2: rough ride. Yeah. Did you go to Munich uh, for that game? Me? Yeah.
3: No, no, I was I was ten or eleven years old. I don't think I I, I don't think my mom would have would have appreciated that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Hi, Mom, I'm going on
3: away day to Munich. <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, when did you did you join um, Anglana then?
3: Um, I was always aware of of uh, Anglana uh, as as the sort of official supporters club. Um, I think I joined um i had a, a a few years ago i just went for it and i became a a, a lifetime member of ifk and the same day hmm. and that's and that's when i sort of became a, a paying member for life because I, I i got a lifetime membership it was always this sort of thing where you know i would i would um i would sign up as a member one year and then you know you forget to pay the um uh, uh it, you you forget to pay the uh the membership fee when it shows up in january and then oh yeah i'm not a member this year or whatever mm. um but i really i would say that i became active in about 2017 uh mm. that's when i uh, started talking to uh, a friend of mine who was who still is uh, a, a member of the board um and that's when i sort of um and he uh, he invited me to come and do the um, uh, the official uh, magazine for the supporters club, Uh so I started doing that, and that's kind of how I got into becoming sort of an, an active member, and not just somebody who sort of passively pays the fee every year and, and doesn't think much of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, in like a, in like a normal year, then without the kind of pandemic and stuff, what kind of what kind of stuff does the does the fan fan club like uh, arrange? You know, have you got do you, do you have a lot of like social kind of gatherings and, and supporters meets and stuff like that
3: that's absolutely uh, our ambition mm. uh we've been around since uh, 1973 mm. which makes us one of the oldest supporters clubs in sweden what's what's important to know is that we're not so much active participants uh in the stands mm. we don't organize the singing we're not we're right. not part of, of of that part of the support what, what i would describe our role is as more strategic mm. uh i like to talk about that we have a mission statement and that's being part of it is being an organizer being an arranger like putting together as you described you know social gatherings like mm. maybe we'll do we'll we'll help out the ifk if they want to do a supporters day we can arrange that we can do uh things like gatherings in front of big home games we can uh uh uh, we put out CDs, you know, we put out uh, a book about the IFK supporter cultures. Uh, and we're also, uh, I think, uh, one very important part of our mission is being uh, a public voice, of the, the public voice of, uh, of IFK support, mm. uh, that we should participate in, in debates, both uh, internal uh, in uh, questions regarding IFK, you know, we, sh- we should be a sounding board for the club, uh, and we should also be a participant in the uh, external debate about Swedish football as a whole. Uh, work closely together with uh, the Swedish Football Supporters Union uh, to make uh, to make our voices heard. Um, but yeah, definitely during a regular year, what we do is a lot of, you know, uh, we put together uh, buses for away games. Mm. Um, we do... Um, yeah, we put out the uh, the magazine three times a year. Uh, we've done stuff like um, arrange uh, October 4th um, meetings, which is uh, uh, the foundation of IFK. There's a small ceremony every year mm. at the field where mm-hmm. the first game was played. So that's something we've participated in a lot. Uh, and really, we had a ton of uh, we have we have an incredibly ambitious board this year. I just I have to uh, give a lot of credit to to my colleagues mm. on, on the England abroad board. Uh, just an amazing uh, group of people super ambitious, super creative. And, and we've all been sort of gutted that uh, due to uh, Coronavirus, we haven't been able to um, to realize a lot of our ideas, we have had to do other stuff. Oh. Um, but one thing that was massive that we were looking forward to this year is that, for the first uh, for the first time, IFK will have uh, a women's team in play. That's something that's never happened before. That's very right? cool. And 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 that's something that you know uh, we were hugely anticipating. Uh, we wanted to make um, we wanted to make sure that. Uh, when when mm-hmm. IFK Ladies play their first game, uh, that they can hear and see and feel uh, the support of the Gothenburg crowd, mm. and obviously now when they play uh, when when the first senior female team play their first game, uh, that won't be happening, and that's something that mm. uh, that I feel uh, feel pretty bad about because that's something that I wanted them to to have. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's been a weird year. We, we've had to do other stuff. We've, we've been doing, uh, we did a podcast. Nice.
0: Uh, we're awesome. actually
3: doing a podcast. It's an active, can I, uh, can I hype the podcast? It's, is that something, um, uh...
0: go ahead. Is that something? Go ahead. Go, yeah, for yeah. It. go for it.
3: <clears throat> all right. All right. Well, for all you Swedish listeners out there, it's called, kan pot, which means, can you hear our pod? It's from the, uh, Famous IFK uh, song, Waran uh, song," and it's found on all podcast players. And it's about the uh, cultural history of IFK support. We start in 1870, and we uh-huh. dig ourselves for- forward. Um, wow. To the founding of IFK and to the very first supporters in early 20th century Gothenburg, uh, I heartily recommend it. It's super fun to do, and and it's something that I hope that a lot of people, if you have an interest in history or if you have an interest in Swedish football, you just might enjoy it.
0: Well, yeah, I'm, I I can speak Swedish, and I also enjoy history, so I'm definitely going to be uh, definitely going to be checking it out. So, uh,
2: might, all right, well, yeah, yeah. might be I a hope reason for us to yeah. to uh, to start to learn Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, so um, about that women football team. Um, for how long has it been like in the um, in the book kind of like to to start a a women football team? Because I think like most of football club try to do more and more.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it it's been a thing for several years. Uh, IFK started with uh, with uh, uh, junior uh, women's junior football uh, some years ago, uh, and there's been some debate and discussion. This has been um something that's been with the club for a long time and and uh ultimately what they decided to do was rather than start up a senior team and, and you know start um uh, uh, build a, build a team from external players they just decided to let the the uh, oldest uh girls team just become the senior team uh so that that's why it's taken a while that's right really uh, there has not Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, I was just saying that's a really cool, cool idea to do that. I don't think I've ever heard of a of a team doing that. So that's a. It's nice to kind of let yeah, the, but... let the players prove themselves after they when they get to that age to then to then become the the senior team. To
3: to to me, it's it's uh, I've I've never felt well. I've obviously felt proud of IFK <laughs> since since the day so I started following <laughs> them. But it, but it was a very very proud day for me when they announced that that's how they would do it. They would start. So they're, they're starting from the bottom of the league pyramid mm. uh the team the team will enter in I think like the fourth or fifth tire and it will be exclusively homegrown players homegrown mm. girls who have been with the club since since they were kids awesome. and and I think that's the way to do it that's how you like I wouldn't be as comfortable if it was if it was a thing where you know uh um, well where su- sorry where I know. They took over to a different club.
0: And obviously, there's a lot of strong women's teams around around Gothenburg. Um, so obviously it would have been sure. easy for, for IFK to just to just poach a lot of players, but to, to do that kind of homegrown uh, uh, approach instead is really really admirable, I got to say.
3: Yeah, as I said, it's a huge point of pride for me, and I was, I was looking forward to to seeing that first game and, mm. and, um, and, and cheering for, for, for our women. Uh, and now I won't get to do that. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's fine. Like, that's another thing is that it, it's fine that it's sort of a long process. That it's not a franchise thing where we just, as you say, you know, we we poach players and, and we shoot for uh, shoot for the top immediately. We're going to let this thing take time. You know, we start mm-hmm. at the fourth tire and, and we build something organically that's going to last for years. I think that's a a much better way to do it. And and I can't wait to see where uh, this project will be in, in uh, five or ten years. You know, obviously, I hope we're in we're in the uh, in the top division in women's football. Um, But uh, the important thing is that every step of the way we're going to do it the right way.
2: Out! What a point! What a rally between the two players
1: could you also sort of tell us when you spoke about the club and the fan club I meant, and how well organized and structured they are you said they have a board and stuff um, how sort of directly involved is the club in the supporter club in the football club's decisions like do they consult with you guys in terms of any sort of decision making or
3: we have uh, regular meetings uh, IFK are in um... There's been a process not only in IFK, but in all of Swedish football, I think mm-hmm. where where the supporters perspective is being heard mm-hmm. and And it's being met because supporters concerns are being met in a whole different way And that I think has a lot to do with the fact that there is now there's a strong supporters organization on a national level called the uh, Sfsu that's the Swedish Football Supporters Union mm-hmm. and there are also supporter liaison officers uh, in every club uh, who have uh, whose responsibility it is to have the direct contact with the fans. So so uh, I speak with the IFK's uh, SLO uh, uh-huh. several times a week, really. Uh, uh-huh. His name is Christopher. He's a fine man and a gentleman. <laughs> um, and just, you know, having been around for a while, I think that these days i as a supporter not only as a representative of the official supporters club but just as a regular supporter i'm comfortable with the fact that that ifk uh, before they make any decisions that directly affect supporters uh, they will take care to speak to uh, the supporting organizations the official supporters club and all that right. uh, so I, I would describe it that there's a good dialogue uh, mm-hmm. and i think that there's a mutual level of trust and respect obviously you know we're not <laughs> we're the supporters not the decision makers True. but if there's if there are if there are questions or issues where uh, the club needs our perspective yeah. i'm confident that they do come to us
1: so your voices are heard basically which is good
3: uh, i like to think so okay. obviously you know <laughs> there was there will still be instances where maybe <laughs> something will come out that we disagree with. But yeah. that's where that's where the support comes in. That's where True. you know, if, if if somebody you love, and you think they're doing the wrong thing, well, do you just sit there? Or do you <laughs> speak out and say, Well, no, this needs to change. And, uh, and that I feel is is the role of, of supporters organizations, like in, in our um, in our mission statement, it says that we should offer IFK our moral support. And what is it to offer moral support? Well, it's not just to say, oh, well, you know, you go ahead and do whatever you like. You know? we have to, feel, Even though we are an official supporters club, we feel it's important that we have the right to criticize and, and, yeah. to, uh, and to question.
1: True. Um, and how many members are a part of the supporters club right now?
3: Uh I can probably give you an exact number. We are at 1697. Um 1697. Historic, 1697 wow. right as of right now. That's we're a lot. shooting for eight.
1: You think that's a lot? That is a great number. I do think that's a lot, yeah. Um These are officially paid members who renew the memberships every year, right?
3: These are officially paying members. Yes. That's uh fantastic. it's actually we're, we're shooting for uh 8 we have a, a membership drive going now where we're shooting for 1,800 members uh, before uh, the first game
1: mm-hmm.
3: on Sunday. But historically, it's it's not uh, that impressive a number for the Angels. Uh, I think 15, 20 years ago, it was around two five, okay.
1: 2,500.
3: Okay. And, and that's kind of like my, my ambition as, as chairman Will be to get us to uh, I think 2,000 mm-hmm. is a, is a good solid number. Mm. I think we should build. I sh- I think the, a, a club like IFK that has, uh, I think the, the the crowd that we have, you know, we have about I think we average around maybe 11 or 12,000 people. Yeah. I think 2,000 of them should be also members of the official supporters club. I don't think that's unrealistic.
1: I agree, and also for a club uh, with uh, such a sort of rich history and culture. Getting back Absolutely. to decades, I think it is uh, only a matter of time that you guys will sort of, you know, get those numbers back. And then hopefully a few of our listeners uh, of this show might, <laughs> you know, reach out and sign up. So we will sort of attach links to where they can sort of reach out to you and stuff while we upload it on our social media pages. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we sort of give you a bit of a push. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
3: All right. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you uh, might yeah, have like free...
2: We're three new members by the end of the day, uh, <laughs> us three bring it to 1700. <laughs> and, uh,
3: Absolutely. Guys, <laughs> yeah, visit, visit anglarna.se and just click your Blue Medlan and you'll become a member of it. Come, come on, come all. <laughs> Fantastic. Great message. You.
2: Awesome. And um, yeah, Jon, you said you, you like history. Um, yes. You like to talk about history. Uh, we want to know a bit of your history. Uh, have you got a um standout memory as a Eef supporter and fan?
3: Uh, I have many many memories obviously um, it, looking back, you know we won the uh, uh, we won the gold in two thousand and seven we took the uh, that, that was the last time. can't believe it's been thirteen years. And that that was the one championship that I've lived through as an adult. Uh, so obviously that's something that stands out. Um, I remember, you know, waking up. We had, we had Trelleborg, who are an incredibly minor team, uh, at home in the final game, and we had moved it to to Neo Ullevi. So, so hmm. a crowd of 42,000. And I remember I was, it was just pissing rain. Uh, <laughs> of course and, it was. Classic it was, Classic. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it, it was the worst. And I, and I was so, and, and the night before I had gone to, I was so nervous the whole and The game was on a Sunday. And I'd gone to a pub the night before. And I woke up and I was just, I was ragingly hungover. <laughs> I'd lost my cell phone. Oh, and like I, I, I'm just I'm stumbling down the stairs. I was living in this absolute shit flat. <laughs> that I was renting. I was renting it illegally from, like, a friend of my mom's daughter, oh, and it was wow. just, I, I, was, I was subletting it for, for some ridiculous extortionate fee, and, and I come down, and I, I, I sort of fall out the door into the street that I'm going to walk to the stadium, and it's just pissing down rain outside, <laughs> and I don't have a cell phone, and my friend is coming from, like, a city up north to see the game. I, have no, I don't have any way to get in touch with him so we can meet up, <laughs> and everything's just miserable. And I go in there and I'm just soaked to the bone and my head feels terrible. And then they start playing. And like after seven or eight minutes, I remember we scored off a terrible defensive error. There was this, yeah, he was really, all he needed to do was just clear it. And he just <laughs> kicks this giant hole in the air. And uh, an <laughs> IFK midfielder Thomas Olsen, he gets the ball from like five yards out, and he just puts it past the keeper. And I swear to God, my hangover just expired right then and there. <laughs> and everything after that is just a sort of I'm floating around. It's still pissing rain. I don't care. There's forty thousand people <laughs> celebrating with me. I mean, that, that that's obviously a huge memory. But that's not really like that's a massive memory. But yeah. it, but it's also. It's also a once-in-a-lifetime memory. I, I, mm. I think the the memories that I that I keep with me are more the sort of small, forgettable games. Yeah. Like I remember a cup game a, a few years ago where we played. Uh, we uh, we were having a shit season. Can I say shit on stupid radio? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can. You say worse if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember a cup game in I think like 2011 where we played. Uh, well, we played a a, a Super-Eton team. Superettan obviously is the second tier, and IFK were having a shit season and we're down two nil at halftime. And everything is just t- and I I wanted to leave. I like I not only just leave leave the leave the stands, I wanted to leave football. I just wanted to like wow. I, I can't be doing this anymore. This can't be my identity. I can't be feeling that this bad about a stupid fo- like that's where you feel that you've sort of you've changed your whole personality and your whole yeah. like your whole life to just a group of eleven chimpanzees <laughs> who are just gonna <laughs> We're just gonna mess things up for you but then in the second half you know ifk scored two quick goals and i like last minute last second last kick they score three-two, and they've turned it around, and it's like you—you you just completely forget about all that, about how forty-five minutes later, forty-five <laughs> minutes earlier, you were just ready to get everything up and just sort of submit. <laughs> uh, and now, instead, you—you know, you're you're hugging some guy you don't even know, and somebody's <laughs> pouring a beer all over your head, and it's uh, wonderful. And those—those those are the moments you live for. Those True. are the moments like that I, I will carry with me. It's—it's—it's uh, not—it's it's not. It's not it's not so often that it's about 40,000 people and everything is a giant party. It, it's, it's more the fact it's usually, it's more about that, you know, getting that goal that helps you through to the cup mm. semifinals against some random team from the countryside.
0: Do you feel, do you feel that it's like, I don't know if more enjoyable is the, the right word, but it's, there's something different about supporting a team when they're not doing so well because those those kind of like those moments are all the better because like you know my my local team back in england they're they're doing better than than they were a few years ago, but you know I've got a friend who like almost preferred the kind of the down times a bit more because it's like then you have those it becomes so much more when you actually get something rather than winning every week it kind of becomes the norm rather okay. than the the exception.
3: Oh, yeah absolutely i mean i'm 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 an the elitist as much as anybody because mm. you know that's that's how you earn you you gotta earn your uh earn your stripes as a supporter that's that's when you feel that you have the right to celebrate when you reach reach the promised land because mm. you've been through you know the the meager years yeah uh, at this time it's it's so weird for me because as I said earlier i I grew up with with ifk being the team that everybody wanted to be you know mm. we were uh we were Manchester United. We mm. were uh, uh, we were Liverpool, whatever. Uh, and and not being that and not having been that for 20 years has has been, I think, hard on us because we still have like, I go into every season with this sort of expectation that, of course, IFK are going to take the championship. Mm. Like there's nothing nothing less than that is. Uh, is okay like there's nothing less than that and, and i've had to obviously adjust my expectations every single season every <laughs> single year except 2007 since 1996 and it's been very very difficult for me to do that because mm-hmm. how can it not be a law of nature that ifk always win um but i do feel like uh, just as you say like there's there's something about uh when there's not a huge crowd anymore, when mm-hmm. it's just me and the other, like five or 6000 who care so deeply that we will go see anything. Yeah, like we just like, we'll show up no, no matter what. There, there, there's a certain sense of camaraderie and, mm. and, and friendship and, and community that you get in those moments that you don't really get anywhere else. Mm. Uh, and so I, I can get romantic about that. But <laughs> it's also it's nice also to, win I, you
2: know. <laughs> it's yeah. to win sometimes It's great to win
1: sometimes Man, it's been so long since i fucking
2: watched football that I've forgotten how to fucking even complain The more I hear you uh, you sound more and more like the definition of the passionate supporter will be be ready to die to support his club Am, am I right <laughs> when I say that?
3: <laughs> well in my younger years possibly but um <laughs> that sort of thing is i i think as, as the years move on I've, I've sort of grown into becoming more interested in in, in football supporters as a culture yeah. uh, and as uh, as a phenomenon um and as a subculture and 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 uh, supporters issues and and how to work for uh, sustainable football a football that is for the fans and by the fans and not for you know um uh, not for huge economic interests uh, mm. and, and uh, obviously I will always I will always support IFK I will always attend the games I will always be there uh, but it's not so much I mean I don't know like back in the day I used to just them getting an offensive corner would be all it would take for me to you know stumble down two flights of stairs and, and squeeze <laughs> something unintelligible but now I'm more sort of, I'm more sort of cool and calm and collected during the games, I hope, obviously not every game. Uh, And I have, you know, I'm 35. Now I have a kid, I have other things in life. Um, But it's still like, what I hope for myself and and, uh, for the future is that, you know, in in seven or eight years, when when my son is older, uh, we will go to the games, and it will be what it was when when my dad Took me to the games, which is uh, a way to connect uh, f- for us too and and to connect to the city that that raised us, and and to the football team that's been in my family for such a long time. Really, that's that's where I'm looking to now is is to pass on this this tradition, to pass on this team uh, to my son, and and to obviously if I have more kids, if I have a daughter, to to her as well. So that's sort of where my passion lies right now, is, is preserving uh, supporters' interests and football supporters' organization and also pa- passing on the tradition of following IFK to, to, uh, to my kids.
2: It will also bring you like a different, uh, different way of supporting as well. Uh, you might not be as invested, more like trying to give the virus to your, to your son, <laughs> if I can say that. Um, do you have a, an all-time favorite player? The, uh, the classic answer that every uh, IFK supporter will give is uh,
3: Torbjörn Nilsson, uh, who, who is uh, nicknamed God and who was a, a big player in the 80s. Um, I will say that I love him as a figure, uh, but I never actually saw him play. I'm too young for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my favorite player is a 90, a '90s player who was an offensive midfielder and a forward, and his name was Stefan Pettersson, same last name as me. Uh, and he was a genius. <laughs> he, he scored. He was an apt. The man was an absolute genius. He played for Ajax. I think he still has a, a, a flag in in uh, uh, Ajax stands. Uh, and he came home. He he was too good for Sweden when he came home. Like he came home early. He should have stayed in Europe for years. Mm. But he came home early. He played for IFK. He scored the greatest goal I've ever seen—a back heel volleyed back heel uh, oh. in in the mid '90s uh, that just took my breath away. Still does. I watch it on YouTube regularly. It's it's a ritual for me. So so he's my favorite player.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to YouTube that uh, that volley. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna do that after the show. <laughs>
2: we've had a fantastic chat thank you very much for your for your time that, that was awesome um i'm Thanks for having me. i'm very looking forward for the for the first game on on sunday um i think it's going to be keep be a good time it's going to be my first first time i'm going to watch a, a swedish football championship game uh since right. I've, I've been in the country for, for very few months now and i'm very looking forward to it so um
3: yeah, and, and now you know who to support. I do know now,
2: <laughs> I do know. Yeah, I really hope, let, let's, let us know where you, you're going, if you're going to, um, to watch the game somewhere uh, Sunday. I'd love to, to go meet you, have a chat with you about, uh, about football and learn a bit more about EF uh Yotebori.
3: Sure, sure. So I actually won't be at a sports bar or anything like that, but if you guys want to meet up uh, this summer at a later date, maybe during a game, I'd be more than up for that. Like, I'm always happy to meet uh, to meet new people and, and talk about the IFK Gothenburg. You know? so, I don't know if you noticed, but it's a
2: favorite subject of mine. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we sense we that. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. All right, well, we keep in touch about that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Brilliant.
3: All right, great. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you very much, John. Thank, Sean. You, very much. thank uh, you, John. Thank, thank you. you so
2: much appreciate it. Have a nice
3: day, thank you. You too.
0: Bye-bye. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.